This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Now, right across Canada, we are pretty good recyclers, right? I mean, I think, what was the stat I said yesterday? Something like 93% of Canadians have access to at least one recycling program. And really, the truth is we have access to probably more than one. And we do it because it makes us feel good about all this stuff that we're always using in our homes, this idea that, oh, it's okay, it's being recycled. So you probably don't think of it as a business, but that is exactly what it is. The reason why we have all these programs is that that product is exactly that, a product. It was being sold. The goal is to sell almost everything that we put in our blue bin or your yellow bag, whatever the case may be. There has been a price for paper, cardboard, different types of plastic and glass. And for years, we were sending a lot of this material overseas to other countries and it was being processed there. But about 13, 14 months ago, China decided that they had enough of their own recycling. They can't take stuff from other countries, so they were closing the doors on that. And now other Asian countries are doing the same. That means the business model is collapsing. You're still, I'm still, we are all still putting stuff in our blue bin and bags, but now it's being stockpiled because it's not actually or necessarily being processed. Uh, Some cities are losing millions of dollars on their recycling program. So there's this whole uh, move towards rethinking the economics of recycling. So what does that mean for where our recyclables end up? And how are our municipalities making money from the goods that we are putting in those blue bins and boxes? To talk more about this, we're joined now by Maria Kelleher, who's a principal at Kelleher Environmental in Toronto. Maria, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Are we reaching a real tipping point here with these recycling programs in Canada? Well, it all depends what you mean by tipping point. I mean, we're making less money on the revenue side than we used to, but uh, we're still making a bit of money. And a lot of things are cyclic. We didn't use to send our material to China. That only started maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Um, And China had warned us they were going to do this. So in 2013, China said... We're putting up a green fence. It was called China's Green Fence, and we're getting a bit more picky about the materials we take from you. And that forced people to clean their act up a bit. And then in 2018, they just said, we're done. You know, China soared. You you can only send us extremely clean materials. So as you mentioned, by then they had developed their own domestic supply of materials. They didn't really need our materials anymore. The reason they were willing to take it was because they were short of materials for their own production processes. So they really needed our material, but now they really don't need it anymore. So yeah, we need to completely rethink how we do things. It doesn't mean we shouldn't recycle. It just means we need to develop um, domestic markets that will probably pay us a bit less, but we will still make some money on the revenue side. But, uh, you know, recycling always costs money. Um, or it costs money for most things. Right. So is, is, are we having to rethink this then? Like, how do we change our programs and how is that going to infect, affect those people, like the homeowners who are putting all their stuff in their blue bins? Well, first of all, <clears throat> the stuff we put in the blue bin is completely different to what it was five years ago. Yeah. So there's about four different things happening. You know, we have a lot less newspapers because people don't read paper newspapers. We have a lot more takeout packaging because people like takeout food more than they used to. People like to snack and there's all these little snack packs in in our blue bin. And all of that makes it harder to produce really clean material. 
Um, but that's just, you know, our lifestyles are changing. We're, um, we're ordering much more stuff online, so it gets delivered in cardboard boxes. We didn't have that five or ten years ago. So everything's changing. And then China is saying no more. And so everything's changing all at the same time. So like any business, you have to sit down and think, well, what am I going to do about this? And, you know, redesign all your business processes to deal with the reality that we have in 2019. Are we doing that, though? Are we redesigning those processes? Well, slowly. But, you know, technology takes a few years to catch up with what's happening. So... On the recycling side, we've got better optical sorters now than we used to have. They're getting better and better all the time. But the key with recycling is to make really clean material because um, markets get fussier and fussier about the cleanliness and contamination if they can afford to be fussy, which, of course, they can afford to be fussy now because they've got loads of material that we're all trying to sell. And so the guy with the cleanest material will get the will get the sales. So the key is to make your material really high quality and really clean. Um, and that's uh, something we haven't had to really do for a while. So, yeah. It, yeah. So the machinery will catch up, but it always is a lag usually of two or three years before designers can come up with something that'll deal with what we're dealing with now. So when you talk about the materials being clean, is that then the onus on us, the ones who are, you know, produce, like providing all of this product? Like we have to make sure it's cleaner when we put it in our bins. Absolutely. And that's, uh, <clears throat> that's a real problem at the moment because people get confused about what goes in the bin. And one of the things we're having a problem with now is aspirational recycling, or we call it wish cycling, where someone says, is this tub, you know, recyclable or not recyclable? Oh, I'm not sure. I'll just throw it in the bin. And so what we're saying now, we used to say, put it all in and we'll sort it out. Now we're saying, no, don't do that. Like, only put in what you're sure about and the rest really, I know it goes against uh, the way we think now, but the rest is really better off in the garbage because it keeps the recycling cleaner. But it sounds like we need to rethink as to how we approach this whole process. Completely. We need a complete rethink because the world around us has changed very quickly. And so we need to be fairly swift on our feet and redesign and rethink, not cancel recycling programs, just modify them a bit to make sense in uh, with the materials that we have right now and who we're able to sell them to, what money we can get for them. But Recycling, you know, curbside recycling never really made money. It just, it's uh, where I live um, in Ontario, it's it's the law. It's mandatory. We all have to recycle if we live in communities of a certain size. So there's no option. You have to do it. Um, and that's the case in a few other provinces across the country. So if you have to do it, you have to make it as economical as you can. Um, And people are working extremely hard right now trying to think this all through. Right. It just seems that for so long, we just assume just throw it in the bin and it's going to get recycled. But now if it's more work, are we concerned that maybe not as many people will recycle? I think people will recycle because it, it helps them expiate their guilt for being consumers. So, I mean, people are very conscious of overpackaged materials and they're very conscientious about trying to limit how much packaging they buy. But um, people want to recycle. So I think it's it's with us now. It's a, it's a social norm. It's the way we live and the way we behave. Um, 
it's just slowly beginning to cost a lot more money. And I know a lot of communities are saying, oh, it cost us, you know, the new contract was twice what the old contract was. Well, that's just business catching up. You know, the old contract might have been five or seven years old and everything was different then. So when they rebid, they have to put the price up to reflect what's going on today. You sound very optimistic about this, though, because there has been a lot of people going, well, well this is, sounds terrible. We're not we're not doing this the way we thought we were going to be doing this. But you sound optimistic about it. Yeah, because I've seen these cycles before. You know, you, you get hit by something you weren't expecting and you have to regroup. You have to say, OK, we weren't really expecting this to happen, but it's here now and it's here to stay. And we just have to adjust. It's like any business process. So, you know, something new comes at you, you need to uh, quickly adjust or uh, you'll just be losing money. So um, I do, you know, uh, in Europe, for instance, where people simply have to recycle packaging under the EU packaging directive, big companies with lots of expertise are coming up with new designs of equipment that, that we will buy from them or else invent them ourselves. So I do feel positive that, yes, people will figure it out. But they, it always, there's always a little bit of time when it, people, it takes a while for people to adjust and come up with a new idea. But everybody's working on it, so I do feel positive, yeah. Okay, good. Maria, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Bye-bye. That was Maria Kelleher, principal at Kelleher Environmental in Toronto.